0: Welcome to Equipped. Whether you're a longtime follower of Christ, new to the faith, or just exploring the claims of Christ, we hope these next few minutes will build you up, deepen your faith, and equip you to walk in maturity with Christ.
1: The way we practice our faith, the way we perceive religion as a system, and even how we decide what's good and bad about religion are all heavily influenced by our culture. Just an awareness of the fact that culture is shaping how we understand and practice the things that make up our lives is important. While denominations are an interesting study, I find that the ideologies and reactions that drive us to denominate ourselves are even more interesting.
0: I'm Chris Clark, the host for Equipped Today, and joining me again is Audra Swindell, our ministry coordinator at Redemption Church. I so love working with Audra because she has a heart for seeing people grow in maturity in Christ, and she's way smarter than me. And I always seem to learn something when I talk to her about God, faith, and culture. So, Audra, how are you doing this morning? You read- I'm great, yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I don't know about the smarter than it. Yeah,
0: I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to dive in this morning?
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: All right. Well, today we're going to be addressing the topic of denominations, what they are, where they came from, what they say about our faith and culture. Pretty much impossible to sum up in a 10-minute podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to do our best. So, let me ask you this before we jump in. How does learning about denominations, church history, etc., help equip us in our faith in this current cultural moment?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, a lot has to do with the fact that we are actually not so different from those who came before us even, you know, 500,000 years ago. It looks different in America Mm. today, but the motivations and and things that cause us to divide, they're, they're a lot of the same things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I find today that uh, people just seem to be asking some deep questions. We're in a time where I think many in the mainstream evangelical church are are just asking, why do we do church the way we do? Where did this come from? And these are good questions, right?
1: Yeah, they really are.
0: And so, let's dive in. Audra, I want to turn you loose to open up this topic for us. And uh, listeners, let's glean for the next few minutes and learn what we can.
1: Great, yeah. So, Uh, You know, whether you're driving through the heart of St. Louis and you see an old, beautiful cathedral, or you're in a tiny town in the south where there seems to be more churches than people sometimes, maybe you're in Texas and you see a campus that looks more like a college than a church, you've no doubt picked up on the fact that there are a lot of different types of churches. Most of the churches you see are part of a denomination, but these days, we even have churches in the non-denominational tradition. It can all seem pretty confusing, and honestly, it can leave many with a distaste for religion in general. One might think that if religious people are that divisive, what's the point? It's a good question, and one that actually shows a lot more cultural acumen than you might think. The truth is that denominations, or even the lack thereof, are a cultural invention. While God and His truth given in the Bible are not cultural inventions, but supernatural ones— the ways we as humans perceive God, the way we perceive His character and His words in Scripture will always be worked out amid distinctly cultural, cultural influences. The question we're asking today is, where did religious denominations come from? So this is a really big, really complex topic with many reactionary movements, geopolitical nuances, and historical shifts. We don't aim to come through the minutiae but just to give the big, broad sweeps that help solidify the big picture in your mind. We aim to ask and hopefully answer good questions about faith and culture. This question about where did denominations come from may not sound like a question steeped in cultural understanding, but it is. See, I think the even better question is, what happened? What shifted to make denominations even a possibility? Now, it would be highly reductionistic to say or think that what was started in the home of Priscilla and Aquila was what endured and spread for a thousand years. It's not. But in 1054, something new happened that hadn't happened before. The church split. See, the church had gone from a few small bands of outcasts to a highly influential force in society because of the Emperor Constantine. This caused all kinds of reverberations throughout the known world, and not the least of which was that all of a sudden, though it didn't seem sudden at all at the time, religion became much less about the story of God and His created world that spread from city to city, and a lot more about power, both religious and political power, whose lines were blurring into one another. The Middle Ages, which are roughly the 5th through the 15th centuries, was a complex time with many influences vying for control of the mind and life of the Christian. There were countless battles, and one such battle led to the appointment of a pope that a large contingent of Christians didn't recognize. This is when the church split into the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church. This is called the Great Schism. Go look it up if you're interested. With all this chaos and power grabbing at play, one pretty clear dynamic emerged. Earthly powers—kings, princes, and the like—became very intertwined in the life of the church. This meant that often church leaders had a lot of power, as well as that earthly rulers used religion as a means of territorial takeover. So, you had religious leaders controlling much of people's lives, which didn't lend itself to authentic, inner spiritual life— and you had kings taking over lands and all the atrocities that come with conquering a land and doing so in the name of Christianity. It's no wonder that by the late 1500s, you had some strong reactions to this kind of syncretistic faith. The Protestant Reformation gained steam and caused a windfall of religious consequences. The Reformation deserves a podcast or more on its own, but for our purposes, let's point to some mainstreams that emerged from it. The main reactions to the tyranny of both the church and state politics in the Middle Ages produced a new dog in the fight for Christianity, the Protestants. While Luther was fighting for reform in Germany, a bit later John Calvin moved to Geneva, Switzerland to do the same. From these main sources, we get the denominations we have today. It's an important distinction to note that the Catholic Church of today would not consider itself as a denomination. They see themselves as the preservers of the original church established by Peter after Christ returned to heaven. When we speak of denominations, we're speaking of Protestant denominations, though in very broad terms. Denominations have essentially evolved out of a need to worship with like minded people around some main doctrinal issues. Doctrines are teachings of one's faith, and they often revolve around how we answer questions like How am I saved? Who or what is the church? Or what is the role of the Bible or church leaders in our lives? I find it so interesting that these questions are still the ones we're asking in 2021. But back to denominations. Without going into every single denomination there is, and the list grows every year, which is its own commentary, I'll give some of the most common ones and where they came from. The Protestants gave rise to Lutherans, Reformed churches such as Presbyterians, Anabaptists, Quakers, and to some extent Anglicans, which many of you may know was a messy story involving the King of England and his desire for a divorce both from his wives and the Church. From the Anglicans came Episcopalians, Methodists, and Congregationalists. It's important to note that all the denominations I just named are American denominations. They find their origin in the different strains of Protestantism, which settled and visited the early American East Coast. One branch of churches that we'd call Pentecostal can usually be traced uh, back to John Wesley and Methodism, though it has had many movements along the way. Today, the offshoots of the Pentecostal movement of the early 20th century in America has many different names, and they likely don't resemble the early Methodist movement much at all. I mentioned Anabaptists, and though it depends on who you ask, I'd say that the denomination we know as Southern Baptists today descended from these guys— they were notoriously known as the Rebaptizers because they were proponents of baptizing adults instead of infants who they believed didn't truly understand their faith. So when you see um, a church in another country that bears one of the names I've just mentioned, it's likely it was originally started by an American missionary in the last hundred years. There were certainly missionaries from other countries before that, but they've almost all been exclusively from the global West. So, that's a lot to take in in a short amount of time, but I hope it's at least helpful as a broad overview. Here's a good point to acknowledge that the culture in which religion is presiding has a lot of influence over how it looks and how it's practiced. See, the Western European mind of the Middle Ages thought very differently than an Eastern mind of 200 AD. We don't need to solve all the issues that arise from that distinction, but let's just admit that it's true— The way we practice our faith, the way we perceive religion as a system, and even how we decide what's good and bad about religion are all heavily influenced by our culture. Just an awareness of the fact that culture is shaping how we understand and practice the things that make up our lives is important. So, while denominations are an interesting study, I find that the ideologies and reactions that drive us to denominate ourselves are even more interesting. For instance, when the outward practices of religious life come to define what it means to be Christian, the tendency is to turn inward, and sometimes to a great extent. This is why monasteries became popular in the Middle Ages. To combat the worldly pressures that were pressing in on the church, men and women gave away all they had. They removed those physical pressures and gave themselves over to lives of poverty and prayer. Sometimes our response is that we value a return returning to what we perceive as the truest, purest version of Christianity. There's a sense that we need to go back and remember what was established first, before the burdens of a fallen world reshaped our faith into something we no longer recognize. It's likely that this was and is a driving force for the relatively new non-denominational stream. There's a value for separating from a mainline denomination in hopes of pursuing something more akin to the early church, or even just to start something new— without the mental strings that we often attach to a given denomination. There are many motivations and ideas that shape how we decide which church to attend. And my purpose here isn't to get too prescriptive, but one question I find that seems to cut through all the ideas and shifts and reactions is this. Who or what has the authority? Maybe we'll do a podcast on authority. It's a great question to explore in any realm, but particularly when it comes to matters of faith. It's important and so incredibly telling when we ask and answer this question for ourselves and our faith tradition. There's something so compelling in the argument that Peter makes at the end of Acts 5 in the New Testament when he's questioned before a council made up of both politicians and religious leaders. They accuse him and the apostles of teaching about Jesus even though they'd been forbidden to do so. Peter replies, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior. I have to believe that though denominations exist, those who acknowledge this kind of authority and not their own have gotten the main thing right, and likely a lot more.
0: Equipped is produced by Redemption Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you're listening and looking for more ways to be equipped in the faith, we'd love for you to join us for our Sunday worship gatherings at Cheyenne Middle School. We gather there each week at 10:30 a.m. to grow as followers of Christ. All are welcome. The only requirement is to come as you are. You can also join us by watching online at redemptionokc.com. Till next time, May the light of Christ shine on you.